Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another amazing episode of Dynasty Queens. I'm Pamela Nicole, and today I've got my beautiful co-host, Mia J, baby, in the house once again. Hey. And today, you want to go ahead and tell everybody who we Yes, you guys, today's episode of Dynasty Queens was brought to you by our official sponsor, Fashion Nova. Go to their site, check out all the latest fall fashions, get your 40% off. All you got to do is scan the QR code right here at the bottom of the screen and tell them Mia J sent you. Yeah. <laughs> Pamela, yes, do you want to formally introduce our guest Ooh, for today? We got in the building. So today we have the lovely, vivacious, beautiful <laughs> Tammy Jean in the oh, house. Ladies. Hello, my dear. <laughs> I didn't hear how are you today? Great, Tammy. <laughs> Amazing, considering uh, everything I've been through this year, but pretty good. <laughs> good. That's good to hear. So, Tammy, for the folks that don't know your story, go ahead and give our viewers a little bit in an insight on who you are, where you came Absolutely. from. Let's get that little, little bio. Awesome, awesome. Well, my name is Tammy Jean, formerly known as Lady Merck. Um, can you curse on here or I just want to know my rules. I'm not a potty mouth. I, I might just say one or two. Like, I don't know. I just want to know. Can I or can't? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. Right. Okay. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because formerly known as Lady Merc, because I used to Merc shit, meaning Merc beats, Merc clothes, Merc out, you know, just Merc everything. Um, I was Lady Merc for a long time and I recently changed. Well, not too recent, but recent enough. I changed my name to Tammy Jean because I didn't want to live the facade anymore of Lady Merck. I have nothing against Lady Merck. I made a lot of money being Lady Merck, but I made more money being Tammy Jean. It was a more professional name. And I think um, things happen for a reason. God knows that that's my real name. So it's better to kind of just be yourself than to live a facade. And I felt like I was kind of trying to live up to that whole Lady Merck persona that it just wasn't conducive for me anymore the older I got. So now I'm Tammy Jane. <laughs> I'm from born and raised in Philadelphia, PA in a Mount Airy section of Philly. Um, and I've been doing this for a long time since I was probably what, 10 years old, like into music. Oh, it started with singing and then it transitioned over to poetry. And then I started rapping um, since I was in high school and here I am today. Now I do a little bit of everything. I'm engineering now. I do production now. Um, I compose music. I'm a part of the ASCAP writing group. So I write for other rappers and, you know, stuff like that. Oh, nature. Wow. That's really dope. Okay. Awesome. She got her writer's credit yes. on. So Tammy Jean, um, the second half of my question. So you grew up in Philly and everything. So how did you... How did you get into the rap game? Like, what led you to that path or that journey? Um, my desire and passion for music in general. Uh, when I was about 17, 18 years old, it was a nightclub called Chemistry Nightclub. And it was like on Main Street in Maniunk. And it used to be an open mic spot hosted by DJ, uh, not DJ No Rap, who was DJ Miz. Uh, so tell us, um, did you do any like rap so, competitions you, or anything of that nature, like in high school, like coming up? No rap competition, no rap comp uh, competitions in high school, but I did later on um, in 2007, I did do a competition to get on VH1 Miss Rap Supreme. And I was one of the females that was picked to be on a reality show called uh, DJ uh, uh, VH1's Miss Rap Supreme, where it was a house full of females who battled for $100,000 in a record label oh, deal. Man. I actually remember watching that show back in the day. Can you tell us about like your presence and your role on that show? Um, like how long you, <laughs> when your episodes were based around? I was eliminated the first episode because... <laughs> Yo-Yo, uh, the, the show was hosted by MC Search and Yo-Yo, and Yo-Yo uh, actually eliminated me before I made it to the house. So they basically, this was this was in the beginning. This was during a the time there was just the flavor, the flavor mm -hmm. of love. I don't even think, I, I Love New York wasn't out yet. Mm -hmm. No Love and Hip Hop wasn't out. None of that was out yet. It was just DH1 Miss Rap Supreme, Flavor of Love, 
and like yeah, the real yeah. world. <laughs> Y'all, um, this was before. Yeah, so this was before stuff was really scripted, and I didn't know. I was. I'm thinking me me coming from Philly. I'm thinking I'm near to rent for $100,000 and get a deal. I'm not thinking I'm supposed to throw right. bitches around, kiss girls, pick fights with girls. So so, so initially from the rip, they're asking me, which girl do you like? I'm like, well, I, I like boys. They looking at me. They jotting all this down. Oh, you only, you only like boys. Oh, okay. Check. So if you was to kiss any girl in the house, who would it be? Nobody, because I only like boys. Okay. Check. I'm asking every day, when we going to start rapping? Check. So as the days progress, I'm falling farther, farther from the list. And I'm not good for ratings because I, I'm not controversial. Uh, I'm not um, trying to kiss girls, trying trying to start fights or throw dishes. Had I now, in hindsight, had I known that I needed to do that, I would have I would have played the part. But I didn't know. I'm thinking I'm here to rap. It's called VH1 Miss Rap Supreme. So I'm trying to spit and they want me to kiss. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm confused at this point. So, 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 yo, so yo, yo, said, she said, well, we're going to have to let you go because you're too opinionated. Oh. I'm like, how am I, I'm like, how am I opinionated? And I love yo, yo. I, I used to love yeah. yo, yo. So I next her, I said, so how am I opinionated? She was like, well, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. Oh, because I'm not bisexual and I don't want to throw dishes and start fights. Gotcha. So yeah, send me back to Philly. I, I was in LA for seven days and that was probably... I'm not, I'm not going to say I would never do reality TV again, but that was like, I'm like, if that's what it's all about, if it's all about ratings and who's more controversial and who want to be more sexually explicit on TV, no, that's not for right. me. Send me home. Definitely. You know, with a lot of the other was- franchises that are out now, that's definitely what it has become. But I, like I said, I remember watching that show um, back in the day and that is insane because you- Yeah, I was on there. I was on there with Kaya. Yeah. Remember my next I, I don't know if you want me to like plug it in there, but that's why I remember the show. Because she got into it with Yo-Yo and some of the other um, judges. Everybody everybody <laughs> got into it with Yo-Yo. Because Yo-Yo was just... I love her to death. She's definitely a pioneer in hip-hop. She's a face. She's somebody who was doing it before us. She opened the doors. But to, you were supposed to be about female mm-hmm. empowerment. So to send me home... To send me home because I I, I don't want to kiss on girls and I don't want to start fights that's not conducive to what I'm here for. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> I think nowadays with the production, the way they do it, they kind of like, people have that in mind with, you know, like, hey, you got to bring a little something. It's something. The one but again. like you said, those were the early pioneering days of reality yeah. television. So for that, thank you so much because you're still a part of history. One episode or whatever, you still made it, you know, to that show. So that was really good look for you. So tell us a little bit about thank you. Um, you getting into like doing ciphers, and then how did you meet um, DJ Miz? Can you give us a little rundown on how that whole little DJ Miz? Yeah, you got into how did you get into doing ciphers, and then how did you, uh, you know, get to meeting uh, DJ Miz? Well, I met DJ Miz at that club, that open mic club called Club um, Chemistry. Okay. And it was an open mic club, and I and I went and I signed up to rap. That's how I met him. So he was impressed when I first rapped. He was like, "Oh my god, you remind me like of a like a like Foxy Brown, a mix between Foxy Brown and Lauryn Hill. I love it. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take you to the studio, and we're gonna work on your sound. And he was the one who taught me how to write bars and. Uh, write bars because I, when I used to rap back in the day I used to just rap I used to just write so it was long I didn't know that you had to separate the like verse one yeah. chorus verse two chorus bridge chorus outro intro he taught me how to compose a song and I learned so much from DJ Miz and he was like you got the talent you got the lyrics you gotta just break it up you can't just rap you, every, everything gotta have a hook you gotta have a chorus so um Shout out to DJ Miz. He's I'm not sure if he's DJing anymore, but he's definitely just to just just to say that what that was my first DJ and he has a hit record out. That's a big deal. Um he introduced me to so many people in the game, Ram Squad, uh so many people that was already signed. I got a chance to do songs with so many artists that already had deals before I even had a distribution deal myself. So it was a great opportunity. Okay. I love that. That's what's up, for sure. So I love that, you know, DJ Miz gave you that high, like, that, like, hierarchy of, like, Lauren Hill and Foxy Brown. 
And yeah. just having that as just kind of an example for your career. But who did you really look up to uh, once you started rapping and everything? Who was your role model? Great question. It's funny you say that. Lauren Hill and Foxy Brown was one of them. Um, and I never tried to mimic anybody's flow or sound, but my favorite my favorite rappers coming into the game was Jay-Z, Foxy Brown, Lauren Hill, Kim, and Pac. Those were my coming in. And then out of nowhere, when Eminem came in, he was like, he erased everybody for a minute. I'm not going to lie. He erased everybody for a minute because he was just, he was just so crazy and diverse and it just it was like who's this white guy coming in how dare him how dare you come in the game killing us like this so i was intrigued it was the fact that he could go to he could literally go from hi do you like violence you want to see me take six inch nails to reach one of my eyelids you can go from that to hi my name is denta um I am whatever you say I am. And if I, it was, it was just really the diversity. Um, that was the first time I heard that much diversity on a track. Cause not to take anything away from Little Kim, Foxy Brown, Jay, Pac, not to take anything away from any of those artists. I love them all dearly, but he was the first. And I don't look at color when I look at Eminem. I look at, I look at, uh, talent, exactly. you know, so yeah. he was the first artist who I heard to, you know, put so much so many different emotions on a track. Pac was great at doing it, but not to an ex- to the extent of M. And Pac's career wasn't as long lived as Eminem's was. So I didn't have enough time to live with Pac. He died yeah. so young. You know, to me he was he started to take off as an actor mm-hmm. where it kind of erased his music for me for a long time because now you bishop from you bishop from juice. So now that's that's how I see you. You're bishop. Yeah. And now his guy Marshall Mathers come out of nowhere and he's doing he's doing raps over my favorite producer, Dr. Dre. If you if anybody that knows me knows that Dr. Dre is my favorite producer, Dr. J, Dr. Dre and Kanye West. So you you got Dr. Dre doing beats for you. You got the sound. You you just annihilate everybody you get on the track with. How could you not like Eminem? Anybody that don't like Eminem is just insane to me. No, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So you definitely are <laughs> different as well. Like you were saying, yeah, yeah. sure. Nasty. Now let me ask you. I know, like, like just looking at the history of like Marshall Mathers and like his all of his albums, he talks about you know he, he has a lot of pain, he has a lot of hurt in all of his um, songs and everything. Um, that kind of was the thing like when he was beginning his career. You know, he was always talking about you know his mom and he was talking about his you mother. Know, his, his, and, mm-hmm. You know, and it was like you could tell that he had so much pain in his life. You know, but for you as a rapper. What do you feel you um, base your raps and ciphers around? Like, what are some key elements in your life that um, get you going? Great question. Another great question. Um, It used to be, I'm not going to lie, when I was Lady Merc, it used to be more sexually explicit. And then as I got, because I thought that's what the industry wanted. For so many years, I heard, oh, sex sells. In order to get attention from men, you have to talk about your body. You have to talk about your butt, your your tits, and stuff like that, or talk about sex in general. Um, and when I wasn't even that sexual of a person, but I was talking about the things that I thought that people wanted to hear, to the point where I even named one of my projects Sex Kitten Chronicles, because I thought that's what people wanted to hear. So in the beginning... Mm-hmm. That was the topic for me. Um, the narrative changed when I changed my name. Once my once I changed into who I really am, I was like, okay, when I first started rapping, I'm not going to say I was lyrical miracle, but I was a little bit more profound. I, I talked about stuff that had substance, not just about my body, not just about sex, you know, or about fashion. But now, now the narrative is, you know, me almost losing my life this year because I, I got diagnosed with uh, ulcerative colitis in January and I almost died. So the, so the narrative changed tremendously. Um, I'm talking about my health now. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about love, the loss of love, the lack of love, about how my heart is cold because of bad relationships. I, I still include fashion because fashion is my thing. Um, but the narrative definitely changed once I grew and started to experience more life-threatening issues. Um, 
if you're still, if you almost died and you had a bad breakup and you were in a relationship with a guy who almost killed you, of course you're not going to be sitting up still talking about your body and your butt. Because yeah. at that point, what did you, what did you learn exactly. from all of those experiences? What did you, what, what did you learn? So for me, I, I was forced into change my topic because of everything I've been through this year. But back in the day, <laughs> oh yeah, I was talking at the ciphers. I was talking about my body, my fashion, about how great my sex is and <laughs> stuff that stuff, stuff honestly stuff that is not even genuinely yeah. me. that's not even my that's not even who I am but I thought that's what everybody wanted to hear so yeah. so question for you um Tammy Jean do you feel that that was a representation of Lady Merc like Lady Merc was the gimmick or the persona that you assumed that you know the forces that be wanted you to, to sell to be commercial and was your awakening at the moment of your diagnosis or were you kind of like wanting to be more genuine to yourself before you got sick and that was just like the final you know like okay were you already transitioning and was Tammy uh, was I guess Lady Mark you know that character again. Yeah, that's another. You guys got some great questions, ladies. Uh, amazing questions, but absolutely, um, it wasn't. It wasn't during my diagnosis. It was prior to my diagnosis. What really made me started to really like take heed was once I got diagnosed. That was a wake up call. Like God, do not want me to talk about this. Like this is not how fat my ass is. Can't be the topic of every the introduction of every song. Everybody already see my body. They know how I'm shaped. It's obvious. I have an Instagram page that's public. I'm verified. You can go on my page. You can see how my body look. So I don't have to constantly talk about how I look because I are, it's already obvious. It's self-explanatory. Um, what's not obvious, what's not obvious is that I almost died. What's not obvious is that I was in an abusive relationship, a, a toxic relationship that became abusive when I tried to get out. What's not obvious is that I'm dealing with stuff in my household and with my, with my family where I feel like I'm getting more love from people who don't know me and less love from my own blood. What's not obvious is that I'm, I deal with peer pressure. What's not obvious is that I, I'm dealing with a lot of trauma and stress. Those are, those are the things that you guys don't see. Y'all can already see I got a body and I love fashion. So why constantly talk about it after, after a time it comes, it becomes kind of repetitious. It's like, okay, I heard this song before. Like, give us something else. And I'm hearing it with a lot of female rappers. I'm like, y'all talking about the same thing we already know. Give us give us something else. Yeah. We already know you can do that. What else are you offering? What else are you bringing to the table? So to answer your question in a whole, it definitely lit fire under me once I got diagnosed. But prior to that, once I changed my, my name to Tammy Jean in 2017, I already was trying to make that transition. Wow. Wow. You know, that's, that's not it cool. is because it was meaning behind it was meaning behind the transition. So I respect that because, like you said, a lot of people that are considered industry standard right now, you know, they're talking about the same thing track after track. It's like okay. <laughs> so I think that you are like going to be really um, a force to be reckoned with for sure. But I don't think they I don't think they want that. That I think the industry is purposely trying to force a different agenda they're trying if you notice if you notice they're only promoting a certain look a certain style a certain like it's so many girls that do a lot of things mm -hmm. but for some reason this is all we hear and this is all we see yeah there are so many female lady london yeah uh, lola brooke yes uh it's so uh, 3d not t um rhapsody um a lot tiara whack my, of course myself there's so many other girls that have different topics, but you only hear this one thing, and that's a reason. That's not by. That's not a coincidence. Yeah. That's so at this point, I don't do it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's like a whole. Yeah, but it's real. It's real. Because, like, like, like Nia said, you know, like you said, that's all you see. Like, it doesn't matter if it's you know, we're in the rap game, pop music. You know, the VMAs are just on, you know, that's all you see. And just to have this little bit of time with you, you just have so much compelling stuff to talk about that I want, you know, I want to know more about Tammy Jean, you know, 
You know what I'm saying? It's like, and just to keep promoting yourself and everything, I think that she will definitely make a difference in the rap game. I really do. Just by what you're saying, you know, talking about real relevant stuff, stuff that people can relate to, you know? Right. Yeah. And I'm sure your fans now that you have are probably loyal and rocking with you. Um, Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How are they? Absolutely. I have, yeah, I have uh, supporters. I really don't like to call them my fans because they're like my babies. I call them my genies. But um, I have supporters who been rocking with me since the Lady Merc days. And they, and they talk about, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I see the growth. I see the the transition. We love you. We love it here. We love this new this new you. Mm-hmm. And then you got some people that be hating, like, no matter what, you're going to always be. And that's fine. No that's fine if you feel like no matter what I'm gonna always be Lady Merc that's fine but I know that the the music that Lady Merc because rep- I'm gonna always whether I'm Tammy Jean or Lady Merc I'm gonna always be be able to rap I'm gonna always be able to rap that's that's a given that's what I do I write my behind off and I know how to rap and I have a delivery and I that's what I do but I think that people that want me to stay there want me to stay stagnant in that one spot I, I feel like there's some some small amount of I don't want to see her progress. I don't want to see her grow. You're used to what you're used to. You're used to what you're used to. And that's fine. People become creatures of habit, but just know that everybody has to progress and change. Um, can't, can't one person stay the same all their life? You know, uh, look how many times did he change his name? Even though he the same person to me, he still <laughs> changed the game a hundred times. Yes. You know, Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Sean Carter, Hove, Jigaman. Mm-hmm. It's different personas Ooh. attached to each name. You know what I mean? And right now I am t- Tammy Jean and I'm living in that. Okay. You know, I, I, she's completely different from Lady Murray. Right. Yeah. And like you said, it just represents, it's representation of your growth over time. And those are the greats. Those are the legends that you mentioned. So they obviously yeah. know the blueprint of what yep. they're doing. With, you know, changing it up every once in a while. So for those that are hating on Tammy Jean, like y'all need to go sit down somewhere because she is elevated from Lady Merck. Okay. She is at a new place. And I have to ask, what are what projects are um I guess let's go back a little bit. So what's like your favorite project that you've ever uh, put out? And then I guess we'll go to like what you're working on now. Okay. All right. So my really fast, my favorite project for myself or my favorite project from someone else. Both. Okay. So my favorite project to listen to from someone else, I'm going to start with someone else because usually other people inspire me to write. So uh, three of my favorite projects, my go-to projects to listen to when I, when I'm, I'm having writer's block or if I just want to hear good music is uh jay-z the gift and the curse um uh what's that blueprint the gift and the curse uh lauren the miseducation of lauren hill uh marshall mathers lp volume one um that's my three i always go to those those are my three like my og legendary albums i always go to like no matter how old they could be it could be 40 years from now, I'm still going to go back to that day because it, it reminds me of that time where I fell in love with hip-hop. So I always want to go back to that time where I fell in love with double entendres, triple entendres, punchlines, bars, flow, cadence, delivery. I go back to that because nowadays it don't seem like too many art, <laughs> too many people, it's not much of that going on right now. So I always go back to when that was a big deal for me. So those are like my three go-to. For myself, Mm-hmm. I would have to say Queen Talk, in which I released. No, I'm lying. Introducing Tammy Jean. That's the project that's right here, hanging up behind me. That's the one. Okay. That's the one I released. That's one, that's the one I released when I first turned Tammy Jean. That's why it's called Introducing Tammy Jean. It came out in October of 2019. And then my second favorite project is um, Queen Talk. That came out shortly after because that was like my my woman empowerment project. I'm talking about a queen bossing up, not having to conform, not having to live off of a man, not having to need anything from a man, a woman being a woman in her own right. And then lastly, my third favorite project is the EP that I just dropped recently, right after I got released from the hospital. And that's called Unbreakable. 
The reason why, and both of those projects were executive produced by Harris. He's my producer. He's my, he's like my Timberland to my Missy. He's my go-to guy. He does the majority of my production. Um, the reason why I say, I say Unbreakable is because that project, it, it was only three tracks, but all three tracks, I talk about everything that I went through. Uh, I talk, I go in depth about my diagnosis and all the pain that I felt and about the last relationship that I was in, about how toxic that was. I talked about how I feel like family don't show me love, but strangers, complete strangers do. I, I talk about so much that I went through, but still I'm here, which makes me unbreakable. So that is, those are my three uh, projects. Wow, I love that. It's like every time that you speak, I it's like it, it hits me because you, you speak with purpose, everything you say, it's, you're not just talking. It means something. There's something behind it. I recognize Absolutely. that. So I think Thank that, you. Yeah, yeah, that's really a She's got heart. She's got heart. But like, she got heart. You know, and then she writes her own bars. Yes. You know what I'm saying? There's no ghostwriters no. or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, true, I'm so, I'm so, I, I, I almost feel bad because I say that all the time. I'm so adamant about that, about a female being able to write because it's like, like, honestly speaking, if you're going to somebody and you're just looking at your phone and you're in the booth, you know, you got your mic, you in the booth and you're reading, uh, uh. But it's not, it's not something, it's not something that you wrote. It's something that somebody else wrote. Yeah. How, how yeah. passionate, how passionate are you really going to be? So are you only in it for the bag? You're only in it for the money? Mm. See, I always, I always had money. So I never had the one for it because I always had it. So it's not, it, it, it's like, maybe that's probably why it's different for me. Some people do things just for the bag. Some people do things just for money. I don't do things just, like if I'm not passionate about it, if I don't have no passion in it, I'm not going to sit here and spit a song about all the stuff that I never experienced and then put it out there for my fans to love it. How, how, how they going to love it if I don't love it? Right. Essentially in order for you to produce good music, you got to, I feel like it got to come from you. It got to come from here. Mm -hmm. So I've I've never been a person who believed in it. I don't, I don't write shame artists as a lot of females, half the females in the industry don't write their own music. I don't shame them for it. I'm, I'm a writer, so I can't because I need their money one day. <laughs> they might need me. Right. They might need me. To, they might need me to write for them. So I'm not shaming them, but I feel that in order to be labeled a, a great artist, there has to be something that's under your pen. You can't say you're a great artist if you don't write. You can say you're a great. You can say you're a great performer. You can say you're a great mm-hmm. entertainer. You can say yeah. you look great on camera, but if you don't have right. no pen, you can't be considered a great artist in my book. And I think that's where the difference between the packaged, you know, entertainer that's put together because of whatever the look or they may have been trained with stage presence, stuff like that. But they're they're lacking that real, honest, genuine artistry of being able to write. So I think, Pamela, what were you going to ask? Yeah. Um, you need to go ahead and do for us yes. since we're talking about flow and yes. you know lyricism and talent you got me like inspired I don't rap or anything but just your presence your women empowerment you know you're just so endearing would you be willing to do just a little a little something, something for us real quick just what about whatever you want <laughs> we know it's on the spot but we had to realize yes. if you respect the ones that are not familiar with TV they got to know. What am I feeling right now? I mean, I guess I could talk about what I've been going through. We can talk about what I've been going through. Let's say, um, now I'm a girl. Do you do? Do, do, okay. do best. Do your optimistic self. This is your, your time. Girl. Yes. Let's show the fans what you got. Let's okay. go. Okay. All right, my check one, two. Check, check. On some real shit, I wrap circles around these bitches, they get dizzy. Had to dumb down my words because bitches slow and that's no kizzy. The trajectory, I'm on this upper echelon, I'm busy. 
You fuck so many niggas you call bro, I guess you sissy. Yo, sis, we don't share no common interest. That's a fact. You had him and you lost him, now you trying to get him back. I had him and I left him, I don't ever want him back. Graduated from them toxic niggas, peeped the gown and cap. I mean the cap and gown. Double C's all on my body, you can call me Coco Brown. Following the leader, you Tinkerbell and Peter. Get Wendy and them lost boys and follow us to Neverland, I make them all believers. Class is in session, I'm the teacher. Every lesson getting deeper. Put your pride aside and join if you can't beat her. <laughs> Oh my god, that's the first time I've heard Y'all heard the exclusive, y'all. Thank you so much. On us, on Let's go. It ain't the same. It ain't the same as in person. It ain't the same as in person. If I was right there in front of y'all, y'all would feel me much more. I'm telling you, some technical difficulties, but we going we gonna still go through. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you. Thank you. I have so. I have so much. I have so much more, but I would, like I said, I feel like it's so a little choppy. I don't know why I'm, I'm in good reception area. I'm using my laptop. I don't Ooh. know. Well, girl, we we heard a lot of clear. That was, oh, you did? Oh, yeah. That was that real. Yeah. Awesome. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Tammy Jean is not playing with us. So, okay. So we know that she can spit. She got flow for days. I mean, it's insane, what are you working on currently right now? Is there like an up and coming project that the fans and the viewers need to know about? What is Tammy Jean working on right now? Okay, so initially it was supposed to be Unbreakable Volume 2. But I think that I've already conveyed how unbreakable I am since I got diagnosed. So I think I'm going to go in, change the title, add some new songs. And I'm currently working on, actually, I just released two days ago. I just released a, a track called Breakfast at Tiffany's. Y'all remember the classic mo the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's with oh, Audrey yeah. Hepburn? Okay. Well, <laughs> well, and I was gonna I was gonna spit that, but since that's my new release, I didn't want to spit that. But I just released that. It's on my it's on my page. It's available on all streaming platforms: Title, Google Play, um, uh, Apple Music. You name it, it's there. But I'm shooting a video. I'm going to shoot the video next week. And I'm going to actually shoot it at Tiffany's. So it's going to be big. Um, I, I hope you guys like it. It's not for everybody. Like, if you're not really if you're not really into, like, jewelry or fashion, you might not get it. Again, it's a different era now. People are rapping about other things. So it might not... It might not right. be appealing to everybody, but for me, I love it. And my, and my core following, they love it. It's on my page. It's called Breakfast at Tiffany's, produced by Caesar. It's available on all platforms. Prior to that, I released Neverland. So those two songs are going to be on my new project. I don't know what I want to call it yet, but I do plan to release it top of the year of 2024. Okay. Well, you guys heard it first. Tammy, I might release it on New Year's Day. Uh, who knows? <laughs> okay. Okay. Look. Check okay. It out. <laughs> look at that. Look, 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 look. You know. Yes. Look, look, <laughs> yes. Looking at both of you, I think you're gonna like it. <laughs> look. See, you were already talking fashion, so I was already like, let me ask her. Because I know my girl, she's a Fendi girl. I'm a Gucci girl. Who's your go-to designer, Miss Tammy? Chanel. Chanel. All right. Yes. Chanel. Yes. Chanel. <laughs> yes. There we go. Okay. That's why, that's, why, that's, why, that's why I said double C's all on my body. You can call me Coco Brown. That's what I was talking yes. about. <laughs> I figured she was going to say Chanel based on that lyric. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yes. That's classic. Timeless. Timeless. Okay, so do you have like, can you give us a little hint hint on what the whole synopsis for the video is going to be since you're filming it at Tiffany's? What's like the storyline going to be? So it's basically, it's basically um, me, like if you hear the song, if you, if you go, if you go stream the song, if you hear the song, the first four bars, the first four bars, you're going to know Okay, she's about to take it there. Um, it, it come off with the classical um, 
Henry Massini sample. Um, it's Henry Massini in the live orchestra. So it comes off with that classical music. And then my my producer and slash engineer, Caesar, he revamped it and he turned it into a hip hop bop. But the synopsis is basically going to be me. A lot of girls talk fashion, but I don't think they talk. I think they talk it because it's common. I think they talk it because it's prevalent. I think they talk it because it's something to say and they, they appear to have money and look rich if they talk it. But a lot of the female rappers that talk fashion, they don't know it. You know what I mean? I, I, I've been around designers all my life. Um, man, I, I did my research on Chanel bags before I decided to go out and purchase them. I'm like, if you're going to spend $4,500 on a bag, know your research about the bag. Know about, yeah. I know my, I know everything about this down to the stitching, the quilting, the, the lipstick pocket, the, the, the pocket in the back is the pocket that uh, Mademoiselle will put her love letters in. Like I, I know about the, 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 the chain, like, uh, <laughs> I love this. My yes. Oh, yeah. These chains right here, these chains on the Chanel bag was, was was inspired because she was an orphanage. So these were the chains that she was locked up with when she was an orphan. So mm-hmm. I did my, I, I do my research. Right. I live fashion. Like I, I, I do this. So a lot of girls right. rap mm-hmm. about it, but they just rap because it's something to rap about. So I think with the breakfast at Tiffany's, I'm, talk, I'm talking about, you know, I really do this. This is me. This is who I am. And I'm going to show you. So I don't want to give too many hints away, but I talk about, you know, Givenchy, hint, uh, Paloma Picasso, um, Elsa Moretti. Uh, you know, I, I, I talk about people that, 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 that inspired me fashion wise. I don't talk much about Coco yeah. Chanel because it's a right. Tiffany track, but people already know that I love Coco Chanel. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just basically I'm going to be waking up. I'm going to be in a bubble bath in one scene. I'm going to be walking inside Tiffany. I'm going to be looking at a Elsa Peretti ring. I'm going to be uh, trying on jewelry. You know, and I'm gonna leave out. And I'm gonna just look amazingly yeah. good. I don't want to. I don't want to give too many more hands <laughs> away because I want okay. you guys to see she it and enjoy the ride. Good while doing it, so you let them know. I'm gonna be looking amazing. But what I do need you guys to do is go on. You ladies to do is go on my page whenever you can today, tonight, whenever. Listen to the track. It's not hard to find. It's the first thing as soon as you go on my page. I'm so you are gonna love it. You are going to I'm love excited. it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's a girly, girly song. Like you know, like and one and one of the bars, I say, um, "These bitches don't know Elsa Peretti. If she was alive, Audrey Hepburn would fuck with me heavy." You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about, like, like you know, she's not living anymore. But if Audrey Hepburn was alive, she would bang with me because she see that I'm. I'm into fashion. I I can wear a Givenchy dress and look just as good as she looks in it. I also love Tiffany and Company canary diamonds and Elsa Peretti love rings and Paloma Picasso earrings. You know, yeah. so I'm basically yeah. paying homage to people that's no longer with us, but doing it in a modern way. And that's not something no that's something yeah. no female rapper that's is doing. Really dope. So I like that. I like the whole concept. And I'm glad that you mentioned. I don't want you to have to give too many details away, but. You gave us enough of a sample where I know the viewers are going to be really excited and anticipating to definitely check it out. So I'm definitely, I'm going to go listen to that track. Same. Okay. (laughs) And I'm just going to, I know I'm going to be, I know I'm going to be like, yeah, that's that's it right there. Yeah. If you, if you saw, if you, if you saw the brushes. No, if you, if you actually saw the movie that came out in 1961, Mm -hmm with Audrey Hepburn, if you actually saw the movie, it's basically the movie. Gotcha. I'm basically redoing okay. the movie. But I'm doing it like at, like a rapper right. playing right. Audrey Hepburn. Gotcha. I'm here Miss Tammy, I have to ask you this too. We are on the topic of fashion. Do you have a fashion line coming out? Do you have anything <laughs> like that in the works? Because I just feel your passion for this. I, I need to know if I can get some clothes from you like in the near future. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah that was honestly actually that was what I went to school for I went to school for fashion and marketing so my first job right after I right right after I left Parsons was to be ah. a designer and open up my own boutique but then I pursued rapping so it's like a yep. 
it's almost like a dream deferred, if you will. Like it's almost like a, a passion that I was supposed to pursue, but chose another passion in place of it. So could it still happen? Yes. When it's going to happen, I have no idea. Do I want? Do I want to? I think who else? Right. Who else better to create a gene line? My name is Tammy Jean. Yes. So yes. when you want to rock some? When you want to rock some Tammy jeans? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Exactly. Like it's like it would it would it would make sense for me to come out with a jean collection. So Ooh, and I and I love long gloves, like the gloves that come to here. I, I like them. I like leather. But yeah, yes. I love anything, any any hand candy, long gloves that come here. Um yes. Uh faux leather, preferably real leather. I have a pair of Chanel ones and I have a pair that I got from Bernoff Goodman that come to here. Um, I think they're made by, I'm not sure who they're made by. They're so old, um, but they're, I love long gloves. I want to, I want to come up. I, if I do open a boutique, it would be Tammy jeans, Ooh. the long leather gloves, mm-hmm. bro, a bunch of brooches. Uh, there we go. Pockets, yeah. Stuff that girls don't wear, but ladies wear. So she's going to come into the gate with a high fashion, It would be a ladies. Guys. It's going to be yeah. I love I love turtleneck. I love turtlenecks. Uh, the, yeah. good, the good quality ones, like the really good turtlenecks. Like I like stuff like I love black. Black is my favorite color. Ooh. So my store would be like mostly black items, black pieces. Yeah, she's speaking to me. I, I Everything she just said, I'm just like, she said black turtleneck. It's giving sexy elegance. Yes. I love it. I'm here for it. Wow. So, um, and it's and it's something that and it's something that's missing because now you go to the store, all you can get is a bodysuit. People's outfit, people's outfits, bras and pants. Mm-hmm. That's true. She's almost bringing like a sense of modesty back, you know. But it is an elegant modesty, but still sexy. And I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. But still being authentic to who she mm-hmm. is. It's really unique. You have a really unique. Um, delivery and a very unique yeah. um thing that you bring to the industry that is different it's different it feels authentic it feels real and it feels like you know who you are you. there's no question about Thank you tammy G knows who she is. no question about it guys <laughs> i love it i love it okay so um go ahead and shout out like your socials shout out thank you thank you you guys make me feel so good thank you. <laughs> shout out your social media so that um everyone can check out that new single okay awesome um so i hope they can hear me again the feedback is crazy i, I hope it's not my computer but uh my social i'm i am tammy jean and that's tammy spelled with an i not a y so that's i a m t a m m i j e a n that's i am tammy jean on instagram on threads i'm not on twitter anymore um for personal reasons um but i'm on threads i'm on tiktok and i'm on instagram at i am tammy jane perfect you guys heard it first that's where you find tammy jane i'm just here for it and be on the lookout yeah i was gonna say be on the lookout for the new visual for breakfast at tiffany's it's going to be amazing. It's going to be something that hip hop is missing, especially for women. It's going to be a different video. Something the song itself is different. Um, it's probably the only free, uh, uh, you know, single that you probably would hear from a female right, a female rapper. Honestly speaking, I'm not talking about my body or or I'm not talking about anything sexual. It's just straight fashion. My love for fashion and. Um, just where I am right now and, 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 and my health. And I talk, I talk about a lot of things, but I don't talk about the typical. So I think it'd be a different ride for people that's used to a certain type of rap. I was going to ask another thing, um, Tammy Jean, are there any features, um, on the new album that's coming out? And then I forgot to ask, I believe what, what, like, have you worked with like some of the big names? Like, I think there's like a name like Queen B that's been buzzing around too. But first part of the question, are there any features on this mm-hmm. project that you're working on? Are you know anybody that comes to mind? And then yes, we'll I, to actually, to be honest with you, one of the biggest artists I worked with, he's big, but he's big. He's not big like a way like oh my god, everybody would know him. He's legendary big, and his name is e, his Got name it. is EST, the greatest man alive. 
Um, he wrote <laughs> if it's me, it's, he wrote two tracks for Beyonce. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to give out false information, so I don't want to say me, myself, and I. But he wrote or speechless, but it's one of them. His name is EST. I did a record with him, so that's a big deal for me because he's legendary, and he was one of the hip hop artists I remember listening to back back in the day when I was like young, super young. So I worked with him. Um, um, yeah. I worked with a lot of female rappers, but they're from Philly. I didn't get a chance to write with any major signed artists yet, but it's coming. The female art. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's all that matters. We know that it's coming, y'all, and we rock with Tandy Jean. So, look, we're going to have to do Absolutely. A, I can't um, wait to. Absolutely. I can't wait to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Once you release the project, mm-hmm. and we're going to touch base, and we're going to be talking about the fact that yeah. it's, it's hitting, yeah. you know, it's doing numbers. And, so and the next time, and, and actually on this project that I do right. have coming out, I do have some features, two, two male features, but I don't want to say, I don't want to give it up yet. I don't want to say. That, that's a surprise, surprise. <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, gosh. So... In 2018, right after I changed my rap name from Lady Merc to Tammy Jean, I got a, a DM uh, saying they looking for, they said, no, actually it was an email because my email used to be linked in my bio. So they sent me an email, say, hey, this is so-and-so from Viacom. We are looking for someone to audition for Little Kim and Sway at MTV. You fit the profile. Would you like to come out? So I went out for audition. At the time, me and my manager, Sherm Byers, at the time we went out. And we did the um, interview and um, they asked me to spit a 16 off the top, like a freestyle. So I spit a 16 off the top and they said, okay, thank you. So I said, that's it? They said, yeah. So I'm like, well, where's Little Kim and Sway? They like, no, that's later. So a month went by, I didn't get a call. So I'm like, damn, they didn't like me. I know I was hot. You know what I mean? So then shortly after I get this long, extensive email, hey, you were chosen to come out on this specific date. To rap for Little Kim and Sway. The name of the show was called Stamp of Approval. So this was the second time I was on reality TV. I only I, I don't know why I keep forgetting to talk about this. This is a major thing for me. But um definitely a milestone in my career. But I got a chance to rap for Kim and Sway at the same time. And Kim loved me. Sway loved me. I now I now have a cool relationship with both of them. And um, it's funny because back in 2001, I opened up for Little Kim at Powerhouse. I opened up for Carl Thomas, Little Kim, wow. Mystical, Lil Bow Wow, Maya, and Kim at 2001's Powerhouse. And she actually remembered me. She was like, you were so little. I said, I know. <laughs> it was so long ago. So I, I'm so sorry I forgot <laughs> to mention that. But yes, I got a chance to to meet Little Kim and Sway and rap for them. And it, and and if you go to YouTube and you type in stamp of approval, you'll see the whole segment. Just look for Tammy Jean. Tammy Jean, MTV, you'll see the whole segment. Okay. <laughs> you guys, Tammy yeah. Jean has so many accolades yeah. to her name. She's forgetting the project, y'all. She's forgetting <laughs> working with heavy hitters. Oh yeah, by the way, yeah, shout out to Rush. No, I'm so modest. I'm so humble and modest. I literally forgot about that. So shout out to Rush for even bringing that up. Like, like it's public. Everybody knows. I think that was one of the reasons I got verified on Instagram because I I noticed shortly after I did that, um, I had a blue check. So, you know, yeah. So shout out to shout out to Rush for for pointing that up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Certified man. Certified. I love it. Uh, TVG, we love your energy. Absolutely. We love powerful, strong women. You. And you definitely bring that perspective um, to our platform. So we're here for it. You are very inspiring um, to myself, and I'm sure Pamela is oh, the same absolutely. way. Absolutely. You have a very powerful energy about you, and it's, it just speaks being genuine. So I love that. I love my authentic girls. Yeah. You know, You know who you are. So I did want to just interject real quick, Mia. Um, you know, we're talking about women empowerment and just the positivity that, you know, we as black women can create and put on this earth and just spread around. Tammy Jean, what is something that you would tell mm. young girls coming up 
if whether it's rapping or whatever it is, just growing up, what would you tell these little girls out here? Give them a little with words of wisdom. Okay, sweethearts. Never be afraid to not conform because who don't like it now will love it later. Who don't get it is not meant for them to get. It's for the people who do get it. I I I I honestly say I don't and I and I want to say this without sounding rude. The first song called I'ma Live, I wrote that because I had to get that off of me. I didn't know if nobody was gonna love that song. I wrote that song because I had to get that off of my heart. So the first bar is, I ain't been the same since that mother I could put the gun in my head. Fuck was I thinking bringing life to the dead? I talked about when a guy put the gun in my head that I was in a relationship. If it, if I didn't get that off of me, I was going to live with that for the rest of my life. So I had to write that out. It can be It could become a hit. You could tell your truth and that could be a song that can open up a door for someone else who's going through the same exact thing as you, but don't want to talk about it or she's afraid to talk about it. So just be authentic to yourself. Never conform. Whatever is hot, let it be hot. But let it be hot for whoever it's hot for. It may not necessarily be hot for you if it's hot for them. And I learned, it took me a long time to learn that. But now that I know it, I can tell someone I, someone else.